Hello, gentle listeners. We wanted to hold on. Something's wrong. Yeah, that's better. Hey, and welcome to this episode of the Dear World Love History Podcast. Where the history is wacky, and so are we. You're hanging out with the outlandish historians, Adrian and Renee. So sit back, relax, maybe take some notes. She's kidding. And enjoy this crazy time travel thing we do. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of the Dear Wildlife History Podcast. So we are going to do another mini-sode today um, that is TV, period, and movie dramas, um, except we're going to mix it up a little bit and add some book recommendations in as well. I honestly had to look up when was the last time I read a book, and by book I mean a fiction book. Obviously, I do research. Yeah, I was going to say, Renee, if you were saying books in general, you're scaring me a little bit. Either that or I'm a philosopher. Okay, I am a bullshit artist that can get through all these podcasts never reading a book. Just saying. We're going to take it back and forth a little bit. So we're going to start with our TV recommendations. Renee, take it away. All right. So my first TV recommendation is Merlin. Now, this has a bit of a cult following, I guess. Um, This has been Renee's obsession for years and years. And I'm proud to say I'm still obsessed. I actually just rewatched the series and... I have waited to watch the last, like, two or three episodes just because I know I'm going to cry hysterically. So that's been on pause for, like, four months, but that's okay. Merlin is technically fantasy, but it's placed in a historical setting, so... I mean, it is in a historical setting, so I I count it. Fantasy, if it's in a historical setting, I count it. I'm good with that. So what I really, really like about this series is that... You know, everybody knows the story of King Arthur. Well, apparently, actually, not everybody. But most people know the story of King Arthur. Most people have heard of King Arthur. Go with that. Let, yeah, let's go with that. Not many people, I'm surprised to say, really know about Merlin, which is his advisor, wizard, person, friend, confidant, what have you. It's a lot of titles for one man. He wears many hats. So what's really interesting is that in most literature, most films, they already show that Merlin is, you know, he's older, he's wiser, he's already grown into his powers, and he knows what's up. And he's got a beard. He always has a beard. Think Dumbledore, guys. And he's a lot crazier, generally. So in this series, Merlin is just as old as King Arthur, okay? He's he's just a kid. And by kid, I don't really, like, mean like he's 12 years old, but he's just learning how to use his powers. He's learning how to, you know, there are dragons. And he's like, holy crap, I can talk to dragons. It's really crazy. So he's on a journey with Arthur. Now, he knows Arthur's future. He's supposed to become the once and future king. And in comes Merlin, who's trying to help him get there. So everything he does is to help Arthur become King Arthur. And that's really what the series is about. And plot twist. Magic is not allowed. Yeah, yeah. Magic's illegal, man. Alright. you And, like, you learn this. In episode one, Uther Pendragon, who is Arthur's father, is... Nasty. He's dude. A, not a nice dude. He is not a nice dude. I love Sir Anthony Stewart Head, but holy crap, Uther is a jackass. He does evil well. Dude. And... So it's like magic is outlawed in Camelot. 
just to be specific, it's not like in the entire region of the world. It's just Camelot. And it's very... He's such a fucking hypocrite, Uther, and you'll find out why when you watch the series. Now, speaking of watching Merlin, I want to help you watch it, because the more people who watch it, the happier I become. The places you can find it are Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime Video, you can buy it on iTunes, and if you have the Tubi TV app, it's free. You can watch stuff on there as well, Merlin specifically, I mean. I mean, obviously among other things, but Renee recommends that you watch Merlin on there. Obviously, repeatedly. Religiously. You mean like you do? Of course. All right. All right. Now, my first recommendation is done. Adrian, your turn. Okay. So we're going to fast forward in time. And my recommendation is actually Netflix's original series, The Crown. Oh, my God. The production values are through the roof. And it's just amazing. The actors are perfect. So it's about Queen Elizabeth II. It starts with just before she becomes the queen. And really explores her life and, you know, the trials and tribulations she had to face, both coming into the crown and once she is finally wearing it on her head. And, you know, it's all different sorts of things, familial issues, marital issues, you know, being the head of state. Um, So, you know, we follow her journey. I think there are six seasons planned. There are currently two out. Um, The third one is due out this year. Uh, which I'm very excited about, but there's still no release date, so it's driving me crazy. Netflix, you're driving me insane. Anyway. That's fair. Right? Ugh, they make this amazing series, and then it takes them forever to get you the next season. It should be released the way Sabrina's released. Every six months? Yeah, I'm totally game for that. <laughs> Don't even get me started. But yeah, so there are six seasons planned, and the third one will be out this year. So there's many more to go through. Um, I think they plan to, I don't know if they're taking it up through the present, um, but definitely, you know, recent events. Something interesting that they are doing is they are changing the actors, actually, as they progress. Mm. So instead of having Claire Foy, Matt Smith, um, Matthew Good, and Vanessa Kirby continue playing their roles, they're going to be switching them out. So, you know, Helena Bonham Carter is going to be taking up the mantle of Princess Margaret. I am so excited for this. I love Helena Bonham Carter. She's a freaking genius. Yeah, I'm good with that. Right? So it's going to be interesting to see how, for instance, Tobias Menzies is going to take on the mantle of Philip after Matt Smith has, you know, created this character, the mannerisms, the way he walks and talks and all of that. And the same thing for Victoria Hamilton, who is now going to be Queen Elizabeth. So it's going to be neat. And I'm interested to see what Netflix is doing there. Either way, I'm excited, and I need it now. And where can you watch it? Oh, yes. So obviously you can watch the show on Netflix, and that's the only place you can find it because, as I said, it is a Netflix original, and Netflix doesn't share. Although, the moment they put it on iTunes, you better believe Adrian and I will be purchasing that. 100%, but I don't know that that will ever happen. We can dream. Always. All right, so... Pick number two for Renee. So my second pick is actually a show Adrian and I are completely obsessed with right now, and that is Versailles. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. I just, I like, mm. Like, okay, so we've said this before. We don't watch things while it's actually airing. We don't do that. That's what Sometimes we do. And then there's Versailles and other everything that we don't. Exactly. So it's easier to count what we do watch on, like, one hand as opposed to what we have on a list and we're trying to get through. It's a long list. <laughs> Incredibly long. 
So we're rectifying that with Versailles right now. So there are three seasons. We have not watched the third season yet. We are currently finishing up the second, and we are super excited about this. So Versailles follows King Louis XIV, otherwise known as the Sun King. And it's pretty much through, you know, him building Versailles, dreaming it up and building it, and kind of what court life then becomes with all these nobles kind of there, because Louis moved the court to Versailles. He didn't want to be a king of Paris. He wanted to be a king of France. So he was like, I'm making Versailles headquarters, guys. Come in. Well, plus, he was like, I'm going to keep an eye on all my nobles in one place. Which leads to a lot of trouble. Yeah, which is very much what the series is about. Yeah, so, you know, there's court life troubles, and then there's also just an interesting dynamic between, you know, Louis and his brother and his wife and his mistresses. There's just such, like, there's so many layers, and it's freaking amazing. Yeah, and I, like, love, love, love the relationship, like, what they're showing us between the, you know, Louis and his brother Philippe, the Duc d'Orléans, and it's just such a fascinating struggle between the two, and I just love it. I love everything about the show. Like, I was sitting at work today, and I was like, I just want to watch Versailles. I don't want to be here. Regardless, really, really good. Seriously, and, you know, Adrian and I have been talking about this, that, you know, Louis and Philippe, they're probably the two most complex characters on the show, and it, it is. It's one of the points that really drives us to keep watching. I mean, not that there aren't a lot of other really great things to keep us interested, but it's just the way, you know, they fight with each other yet have each other's back and they criticize one another. It's kind of a general like sibling relationship. Hey, no one can hurt you but me. Pretty much. Really, like I can say these nasty things sometimes, but if you open your mouth, I don't care if I like you. I'm going to... Bye. Right, you're done. So... Watch that. And you can watch that on Netflix. And I think that's it. And for our last TV pick, Adrian. My second TV pick is North and South. It stars Richard Armitage. Um, and it's another really, really good series. I think it's a four-part series. Um, and it follows Margaret Hale. It's set in the Victorian era. So she moves from southern England with her father up to northern England to a town called Milton. Um, which is an industrial town, so it's kind of getting used to the changes from Southern, which is very um, big on farming and, you know, pastoral things, whereas um, up in the north, it's very, very industrial. There, it's a love story also, um, but it's also, you know, a woman coming to terms with you know, different circumstances and other things change in her life and kind of getting through that and over that. And you can watch that on Netflix as well. Um, and again, as with the first mini-sode we did like this, we're telling you where you can watch it in the States. We're not sure outside of the States except for, you know, some of the Netflix things, which you can also watch on Netflix, like the Netflix originals. But yeah, so moving into our movie recommendations, my first movie recommendation is The Young Victoria. Amazing! <laughs> Starring um, Rupert Friend and Emily Blunt. And they are absolutely fabulous as Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. And Young Victoria is exactly that. It starts from right before her uncle dies, right before she becomes the Queen of England, and through the early years of her reign. So really getting into the groove of ruling, really, you know, coming 
into her own as a monarch and dealing with government and politics and all of the courtiers and politicians and, you know, doing that balancing act between what is acceptable for a queen to do and what a queen essentially would like to do, um, as well as, you know, her formative years with Albert. Now, it is there are some very overdramatized and exaggerated parts. Take this with a grain of salt. This is by no means a documentary. It is really, really good. Um, but obviously they uh, take liberties with the history. And you can watch The Young Victoria on BritBox, um, which is, I think it's a subscription service, I do believe. Um, there's an app for it. You can subscribe to it through Amazon Prime as well. And movie choice for Renee, number one, go. All right, so my first movie choice is Ridley Scott's Gladiator. Which has some of the best lines in cinematic history, in my opinion. I don't care what everybody else thinks, but in my opinion. Are you not entertained? That whole my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius thing. Perfect. Right? All right. So I know Ridley Scott very often, you know, he takes the history and then does whatever the heck he wants with it. However, you know, this one actually isn't that historically inaccurate. I mean, there's the line where it's like, my name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. And as two people who have taken Latin because we're nerds, we know it's really supposed to be Maximus Decimus Meridius because there are no soft seats. In Latin. Renee, Just I love saying. that you're giving them a Latin lesson in the middle of this episode. <laughs> Shut up! Okay, so to actually tell you what this movie is about. So it does follow, you know, Maximus, who is a, a Spaniard who is a general in the Roman Legion. And, you know, Aurelius was like, hey, I want you to succeed me. And when Aurelius' son Commodus found out, he killed the emperor, and said, swore fealty to me. Maximus said, no, that's not happening. So he was arrested and sent to be executed. Now, you know, it follows that, you know, he he's able to get away. He is, you know, a very skilled general. And his family is killed. He's enslaved. He has to be a gladiator. And his sole purpose is to kill Commodus. That is all he wants from life. So he works his way up the ranks to try and do that. And that's what this movie is all about. But now you don't have to watch it because Renee just summarized the entire thing for you. No, they have to see how did he do it? Does he do it? What happens if, say, they so come they're face- filling in the blanks while watching this movie. Okay, look, the family thing is like revealed in like the first <laughs> 10 minutes, okay? <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but yeah, there are definite, you know, historical liberties taken. Commodus. I'm just going to leave it there. Commodus. <laughs> what? That's a huge historical liberty. I know. I know. But you should watch it. And you can watch it on... You can purchase it on iTunes. There is an American streaming service called Fubo TV. So if you guys have that, you can watch it on there. You can watch it on Direct Now TV if you guys have that. Or if you guys subscribe to the TNT app, you can watch it on there. Unfortunately, it's not on Hulu or Netflix or anything like that, but there are at least some options. All right, Adrian. All right, so my final TV pick, final in my list of two, is... The movie pick? That thing that you said, the movie pick. That's what I said. Um, anyway, so my final movie pick... Is a Knight's Tale. 
Okay, starring Heath Ledger, Paul Bettany, James Purefoy makes an appearance, Rufus Sewell, and Shannon, I don't know how to pronounce her last name correctly, Sossman? I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. Um, but yeah, so it follows this squire who really wants to become a jouster? A knight. Um, I don't know why I blanked on that one. Yeah, Renee, don't give me that look. Um, a jouster. A jouster, as I like to say. A knight, as other normal people call it. So he wants to become a knight. So he fakes his identity, essentially, and enlists so that he can become a knight and go and compete in these jousting tournaments. You know, this is all he's ever wanted in his, in his life. So it is hilarious. Um, there are a lot of modern references in it as well. It is not a film that takes itself seriously by any means. Modern music, which I normally very much hate, but I love A Knight's Tale. It's absolutely fantastic. One of my favorite scenes is 100% The Ball. Oh, yeah. Dance. Oh, yeah. 100%. And it's set in the Middle Ages. I don't know if I said that. I probably didn't. Um, but it is set in the Middle Ages, uh, because when else would you just? Um, well, I mean, we can make a comeback. I'm all about it. Set up some jousting tournaments. Let me attend. And I don't mean medieval times. Right? No, we want, like, legit jousting tournaments. Like, sorry, football. Get lost. We want to sit there on the bench with a handkerchief waving at knights. Right? Someone wear my favor, please. Um, but yes, so since jousting probably will not make a return, damn it. Um, watch A Knight's Tale. And you can watch that on Showtime, PlayStation View, and DirecTV now. Now, our final recommendations are the books. Hey! <laughs> I didn't do my last move. <laughs> Ignoring Renee and moving on. Um, What's wrong with you? Alright, so Renee is going to give you her final TV recommendation before we move on to our book recommendations. So my final movie recommendation, you jerk, is Belle. And Belle is, you know, it's set in England and it follows, her name is, and I love it, Dido Elizabeth Belle Lindsay. When you have that many names, you know you're part of the aristocracy. I'm just saying. So she is the daughter of a gentleman who is also an officer in the Royal Navy. And her mother is a woman from Africa who has been enslaved. So she is of both worlds and of neither, to be honest. So, you know, she's raised by her great uncle and she's raised alongside her cousin. And, you know, the, the family has a very loving relationship. And it's the movie pretty much is her finding her place in the world, but also being okay with the color of her skin. Because, you know, there are many who look down on her for it. And I'm personally sitting over here saying you are a beautiful, beautiful woman and screw everybody else. Legitimately. Seriously. But unfortunately, due to the time, you know, her great uncle and her aunt, like the people who are basically her parents, they were always worried, will she even find someone who will want to marry her? So this is about so many things. You know, there are political ramifications in this movie. There is her opinion about herself and just how others see her just in a familial or a, you know, friendship kind of relationship. And it is absolutely phenomenal. And I 100% you recommend it because it is a wonderful movie. The casting is amazing. All of it is absolutely superb. And I will keep saying absolutely because, ah, 
one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. Like, it's just an absolutely amazing movie and really quite beautiful. So definitely watch it. All right. So you can watch it on iTunes if you buy it. I'm really sorry, guys. At least I did a lot better than last time where, like, nothing was available anywhere. (laughs) This time almost everything is available somewhere. Yeah, sometimes I think it's available. I think it was available on Netflix for a little bit and then available on Prime Video for a bit, and now it's not. So you you know how those services work. They always filter them in and out. Yeah, because I think it was just taken off of Netflix like recently. I think it might have been taken down like beginning of April. So hopefully it'll be back soon. Yeah. All right, so moving on to our book recommendations. Yeah, Adrian, now it's time for books. Whatever. Anyway, so my recommendation is The Queen's Fool. By Philippa Gregory. So it is technically part of the Boleyn Inheritance series. You can read it as a standalone. You can, I could, you could probably read any of those books as a standalone. I, the few that I've read, I haven't read all of them. They're definitely on my list. Um, but they, they didn't really interconnect in any way. Um, so The Queen's Fool is set during Edward VI's reign. It actually begins during his reign. It ends during like when Queen Elizabeth um ascends the throne so it follows um a young girl named hannah green and by young i mean she's i think she's like in her preteens, um maybe 13 ish 14 when the um the book takes place when it starts and she really grows from being this young teenager into womanhood and it follows her throughout edward the sixth reign mary tudor's reign and the you know just when Queen Elizabeth ascends uh, the throne. And there's so much stuff going on here because, um, so a fool in that time period meant someone who uh, usually amused the court. Um, and Hannah actually becomes something known as a holy fool, uh, which they believe was, you know, touched by God, the angels, what have you, that she could foresee the future and help in such divine matters. And so, you know, it sees her interactions with the three different monarchs. It sees her interactions with um, other people of the court, um, as well as some average everyday people that have nothing to do with the royal court. Oh, and Hannah's Jewish in a time where um, being Jewish is uh, not just unacceptable, it just isn't allowed because um, basically could be punishable by death. So she's also navigating this world where she's trying to figure out who she is as a Jewish woman um, in a time where she's not accepted for who she is. Um, And really, uh, it's quite dicey. Um, But yeah, it's a really, really good book. Uh, It's one of my favorite historical fiction books. It's so good. Um, Definitely read it. And obviously, again, liberties are taken with the historical persons involved because... That's just what happens. Such is life. Yeah. I mean, they do it in TV, in movie, in books, everything. Anything that has to do with history, for some reason, they feel like they need to turn it on its head just a little bit uh, to, I don't know what, make it more interesting, make it fit their story, whatever the case may be, they take liberties. All right. Now, here is mine, and it is one of my favorite historical fiction books ever. And this one actually has more historical fact in in it than not, and that's because Daisy Goodwin who wrote Victoria, that is the book I'm recommending, spent, I do believe it was 10 years, reading Queen Victoria's letters. So it's not like she was like, oh, I read a couple history books. You know, I got it. I'm going to write a book. 
you know, like most people who shall not be named, myself included, what? Um, it is what it is. At least you're honest. I am. Um, you know, she, she dedicated like a decade to this woman and that's, that's what this book is about. So like the young Victoria that the movie Adrian recommended, this book starts with pretty much her getting the news, being woken up, you know, I think it's like a month or two after she's turned 18, being told, you are now the queen. And it's it just follows her how, you know, this this petite woman, I think she was, what, shorter than five feet? Mm-hmm. She was four foot something. I can't remember exactly. Four foot 10, 11, 9. Okay, so it's it's this petite woman who no one is taking seriously. You know, they all think that they're going to be able to just lead her around to wherever the heck they want. But she's got ideas. She is an incredibly intelligent woman who needs to find her strength. So it follows her as, you know, this 18-year-old woman who needs to find herself as a queen and needs to show the people around her, I am queen. So shut up and listen. And it is an absolutely phenomenal book. Yeah, I didn't read it. I actually listened to the audiobook, and the audiobook is fantastic. The narrator, holy crap, she kills it. And in most of it, she actually sounds like uh, the actress who plays Victoria in the BBC series, Victoria, on which the it is... Uh, what? What so, am I trying to say here? So what Adrian's trying to say is Daisy Goodwin, who wrote Victoria, the novel, also wrote the screenplay for Victoria, the TV series. That's what I meant. That is what she meant. It's okay. I translate for her all the time. All right. So uh, any honorable mentions for you this episode? Um, crap. Do I have any honorable mentions? You go first and I'll see if I can think of something. I don't really have an honorable mention for this episode. I might for the next, but uh, mostly currently just freaking out about Game of Thrones. Anyone else? Uh, Because uh, what the fuck? And holy crap. That's all I'm going to (sighs) say. That's it. That's that's where I'm leaving it at. My brain exploded. That's where I'm le- leaving it at. Yeah. Done. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us on this mini-sode of Dear World Love History podcast. And next episode, so the next real episode that we're going to have, we are meeting up with you in 16th century Scotland with young baby Mary, Queen of Scots. All right, guys. So do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Dear Historians, on Instagram, at Outlandish Historians, and please, please, please let us know what you think. Leave a comment, give us a rating, we want to know what you're thinking. Yeah, and head over, actually, to Twitter, and uh, let us know, what are your TV, movie, book, period, recommendations? Because we're always looking for more, and we love to geek out and chat about them. So, hit us up. Especially if you like Merlin. I can geek out, guys, more than you will ever know. I'm just saying. Yeah, the conversation will never end. Trust me. Uh, Don't get her started. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we will see you on the next episode, guys. Is this when I say historians out? Yeah, this is it. Okay. (laughs) Historians out.
Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcast. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon.